Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week 13 in the NFL. we got the mailbag episode, which uh, we got a few questions today, which is good. That means you guys are still in it. If, if that's the case, because this is this is it. Final regular season week. Um, actually, we're recording this thing. It's still week 12. Baltimore, Pittsburgh still hasn't been played. So I still am holding out hope that maybe the miraculous thing will happen and I will make the playoffs in our league. And for me to do that, it will take um, our Pittsburgh defense scoring 30 points tomorrow afternoon. So Possible. Hey, the the Atlanta Falcons in our league setting, our, the Atlanta Falcons scored twenty eight points on defense this week. So it's possible. It is if they have the and you know it is a very very good defense, possibly the best defense. So yeah, maybe actually oh. that that does uh, go right into mailbag though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did get a question uh, from you know, this is his name, but DJ Ass Cheeks. <laughs> Oh, okay. There we go. And they did actually ask. So, did he make the playoffs? Uh, and, uh, we will see. Yeah, we cannot tell you officially yet, but we appreciate that you care, and I hope, in my own twisted way, that he does not make it. Oh, <laughs> hey, if I don't, it's okay. It's, 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 it's okay. It's it's the COVID season. It tr- it really doesn't count. Oh, we're on we're on that route already. Yeah, we, it doesn't it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's fraud. I'm sure we should re- go back and recount. I'm sure I got a couple Redo more points. Draft. I'm pretty sure I got a couple more points that week that Zeke didn't score the touchdown from the one. I'm sure if you go back and find out, there's some fraud involved. So <laughs> let's redo the whole thing. Let's throw out. I mean, I don't know. Throw out wide receiver touchdowns for that week, and we're good. Who knows? Also, I if I lose, it's because Kyler Murray, Zeke, and Josh Jacobs combined for 12.2 points for me this week. Yeah, that doesn't help. 12.2 from Kyler like, Murray, I feel like Zeke, he, and Josh Jacobs. You have a wave of bad luck coming your way, though. Just after after the unbelievable like run you've had in that – well, let's be honest. We'll just say playoffs right now. We won't even go back how many years when you were on the ridiculous trend of winning titles. But – Everything seems to go right for you. So just having that one week where you just got, it was just brutal. It was like unfair to, you know, the letter T, just how many people can just have the worst week ever for you to lose. I feel like that one was just all wrapped up into one. I and figured I out of, I had four losses this year before this week. And if in three of those losses, all I had to do was start DeAndre Swift and I would have won three of those games. That's it. Just one change. You didn't you didn't believe in our hometown lions enough. That is that is where you went wrong, because you're a fair weather friend or a fair, fair weather friend. And it would have been it would have been. And I, will, I can blame myself. I had some bad management calls this year. I really did. I didn't listen enough, and I played Cam Akers over DeAndre Swift one week early on in the season, and I lost because of that. I played I played. Um, can't remember. There was another one where I played some random guy I shouldn't have played over. Uh, played like I don't remember who it was. But three times, DeAndre Swift, I win. I'm in the playoffs. It's my championship. can only blame myself this year. And Mike McCarthy. But those are the only two that deserve blame, right? Mike McCarthy more than me. <laughs> Mike McCarthy and Craig Phillips. Those are the only two. <laughs> That's it. 
All right. We got some questions that some people sent in to us. So I'm going to start this one off. First question is, I have Latavius Murray. This is from Dr. Gothier. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I like to say it. He says, I have uh, Latavius Murray on my bench as a handcuff for Alvin Kamara, but it seems like Murray is the preferred play with Taysom under center. He says, is it viable to start both Kamara and Murray? Which um, another question came in from Zach, who says, I have Kamara and Murray. How should I use them going forward? So we got two people basically with a similar question here. And it's like, so how, what, what do we do with that? And I will say from what I've seen for the last two weeks with Taysom Hill, I believe you can start Latavius Murray right now. Um, I don't think his volume's going to go away. And it seems like it's he's done pretty well with that. I'm actually, I would feel comfortable starting Latavius Murray right now. I mean, obviously, you're starting Alvin Kamara, but I also feel comfortable starting Latavius Murray. And I don't know, I feel if you're on board with that, I feel I feel like I'd be okay with him in my lineup right now. Yeah, I would be okay with him in my lineup, but I do want to caution last week he had a huge week, right? But he also had over 100 yards. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, and he did have 19 attempts. And that's the big number, right? That's when you're talking about you don't think that is going away. He has been used relatively healthy the entire year. And every once in a while, he'll get a couple touchdowns. That has not been the norm. So even though I would say, yes, I I, I like the thinking there, especially with what's going on with running back, uh, with Taysom Hill, I do think, they're going to be using them a little more. When you get close to the goal line, you're going to want to pound it out, right? You're not going to want to have Hill put it in his hands and say, don't throw a pick. So in that case, I, I do feel pretty good about it, but it would not shock me if he went back to 12 carries and 50 yards, what he's been doing, you know, the past five, six, seven games before that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he's relatively safe. I think that you're, you're kind of guaranteeing yourself. He has a little bit of a, higher floor with Taysom Hill in there. But um, I, I don't know if, if I believe he is a standout talent now. So if you do have another running back, I think it would be, you know, you would definitely think about it. But I would I'd be okay with for this week starting in both if you need to. Yep. And then um, I'll say still say just, in, just about Alvin Kamara in general, I'm still, honestly, I'm truly worried about it with, with Taysom Hill behind center. Um, You're right. Here's a, here's a question. I absolutely, and we've talked about this. I am I'm worried too. I do not like the way they're using him. I don't know if Taysom Hill is the quarterback that will get the most out of him. I think after two games, I think we can say probably not. Um, but you know, we say that, but does that change the way you're going to use him? Because no, not at all. <laughs> So yeah. kind of a, yeah, kind of a moot point. Yeah, it is. As far it's, as like, we can worry all we want, but we're going to play him. You can't trade him now. You can't, yep. you know, you're just, you're, you're on the loose. You can't get off. It's, it, that's the part. It, it's similar how you kind of are with Zeke right now in, in a way where you just got to play him. That yeah. one. Yeah. That one you, everyone wishes they got off the loose earlier when you had a shot, <laughs> but we didn't. Oh, it's the same. I, I have more confidence in Kamara turning it around actually than Zeke. Zeke, I just don't have any confidence because Mike McCarthy's his coach, and there's he's not good. He's not good. I put him on equal level with Matt Patricia in how bad they are. I might prefer Matt Patricia over Mike McCarthy. So that's saying a lot. It's a poor coach, but yeah, Kamara, you got to play him. You have to play him, and, but you don't love it. You don't love. 
you won't love doing it. So, all right, other questions here. It says, uh, we got Big Ball of Fantasy has a couple questions for us. He says, how will Zach Ertz perform once he returns? And um, it looks like Ertz could be back this next week. So Goddard had a really good game uh, against Seattle. But I, you know, I don't think Ertz is going to come in and take that away from Goddard. It was a Goddard was already doing that prior. But in just in general, even though Goddard had a good game, I don't feel confident right now in the Eagles offense anyway to have multiple people be good. So I, I actually feel like Goddard might be the better play, the better tight end right now. Ertz coming off injury. So I'd actually I'd feel more comfortable with Goddard. But depending on what your, your tight end situation is, um, Ertz is probably worth a pickup and just to wait and see what happens. Um, I don't think I'd throw him in his first game, though. I wouldn't put him in this week. But I also don't – I mean, you have to show me something to put him in the playoffs next week. But I, I don't feel comfortable with that. But, hey, I know the tight end position and how it is. And there's definitely situations where you might need him. But I still think Goddard's the better play at, in Philly the rest of the season, no matter what happens there. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I think I like you saying, hey, I wouldn't probably throw him in there the first game. Probably not. Like you said, the tight end position is all over the place. So I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't hold it against anyone if they said, exactly. hey, I, I think he has a better chance of, well, you know, putting up 40 yards than, than whoever else. Or does, it could just right? be a good upside play. If you don't have anybody else, just it's an upside play. Just throw him in there. If you're yeah. playing like Eric Ebron, maybe you want to throw Ertz in there and see what happens. You know, and, and the truth is we don't. And Goddard is just to put that out there first. Goddard is the better play. Um, I think that's without a doubt. The last two games, he's had very healthy usage. I think Craig is right when he talks about worrying about the Eagles in general. And when they're both playing, we haven't really seen them both on the field all that much. The first couple of games, they both played. And then after that, I think it was game three, Goddard got hurt. And then when he started coming back, Earth got hurt. So we don't really know what that's going to look like. But the two games they were there, uh, Goddard was more of a red zone threat, which is pretty much what makes him stand out. And um, other than that, their their yardage is kind of similar. So I think even if they got back into that, and once again, that's a very small sample size, but I still think that Goddard is at this point in his career and this season, a, a better weapon for Wentz and what that offense is. So I do agree that Goddard moving forward, I don't think Ertz is going to really take anything away from him. I think they could both be, viable options in the playoffs if Ertz is actually healthy when he returns. Another question from Big Ball of Fantasy says, can James Robinson keep this up? And I think we've talked about this enough. Yeah. The volume is unmatched, I feel like, in the league right now. No one yeah, I mean, gets the, the percentage of carries that he does. Yeah, and hey, we've seen enough games, right? He has yeah. kept it up. He's been the only guy that really hasn't had a, a down week. You can't, I don't think you can say that for anyone else. I mean, week five is his worst one. He had 13 carries for 48 yards, and, and you know, he, he didn't do anything else. Other than that, he's been incredibly solid. So can he keep going? Yeah, without a doubt, at least for this year. Um, Dr. Gauthier has another question. It says, pick two for flex. This is pick two out of these four players. So there's two receivers, two running backs. You got Kenny Galladay, if, he, if he's to play finally. Kenny Galladay. Deontay Johnson, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor. So both James Conner and Jonathan Taylor, right, were out this past week with COVID. Is that, if I remember right, it's everything. I mean, well, James Conner hasn't played yet. 
Yeah, James Conner was COVID. Yeah, he's COVID, um, and so is Joe. So is John so Taylor. Was, yeah, you're right. So is Taylor. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know what that means for next week. I, I really don't have a clue these days anymore <laughs> what that's yeah. going to play well, out. We'll, assume, we'll just assume they're going to be back. Yeah. Um, man, this is actually a tough one for me in a way. Um, I don't have any confidence in Kenny Galladay being healthy. And I don't honestly know how I feel about him if he is healthy with that Lions offense. Or maybe this is the week the Lions get a spark with, you know, with um, no Patricia there. You know, I, I think, man, this is actually tough. Jonathan Taylor, I don't have any confidence in Jonathan Taylor I would, at all. I would, let's start with this. I would, I'd probably play Connor because even though I'm not a, hu- a huge fan, that offense is doing well. He's yeah. actually putting up decent points, right? And we're talking about three guys that, you don't feel good about any one of these guys currently, correct? Yep. No, right. really. we're not over. We're not overly hyped about it. Um, I think what it really does come down to is is, is Galladay versus Taylor. And do you actually think that Galladay? Well, first of all, is going to be healthy, I guess. But if he's healthy, can he immediately fill that role that he's that he's been there? And or do you think Taylor is on the way back? <laughs> oh, be it. I'm. You know, I'll be honest. Okay, I think I probably would throw Galladay in if he's healthy. If he's out in the field, I think I'm just going to throw Galladay in there with Connor. I think that's where I'd go. I would, I would too, 100. And here's the reason: I don't know if he's going to be fully healthy, but I know Jonathan Taylor has been he's been sliding of of late, right? Um, he's he's up and down. They have other running backs that can they can do it. We don't know if it's going to be a passing game, a running game. They're kind of all over the place. Um, but I knew Galladay, and he's really only played four games, but Every game in standard scoring, he's had over 10 points. The question is whether or not he's going to actually be healthy and the Lions are going to show up. But even when they don't in that small sample size, once again, because he's been hurt all year, he, is, he himself has been good. And it doesn't take him a whole lot to get there, right? If they, if they pass it to him five, six times, he'll probably get you a decent amount of points, enough that you won't be pulling out your hair that you didn't start Jonathan Taylor unless for whatever reason he gets, you know, two goal line carries or something. I've got a question from Zach. He says, does outlook on Swift and Gaskin for the remainder of the season? So with Swift, um, I'm sure he's going to be back this week, and I feel good about Swift. I feel like we're going to, without Patricia there, I just feel like we're going to get to see Swift featured here and finally get a chance to see what he can do, really see what he can do. I feel pretty good about Swift. Gaskin, I was never really high on Gaskin to begin with, um, I think he's still, if he's back, which looks like he might be back this week too. If he's back this week, I think he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's okay. If he gets the volume he was getting and I honestly don't really see how he, he probably still will get that volume again. Um, I think he's an okay play, maybe on a flex if you need a spot there. Um, I don't feel, I don't love that necessarily swift to me. is just far and away so much better than Gaskin. And I, I think swift is going to have a good final few games here. Yep. Yeah. Once again, I agree with you. I think the Gaskin one is, is interesting, right? Because yeah. you, you touched on it. It really is the amount of times he was able to carry the ball yep. and they, they just kept going back to him with, and once again, they do have injuries now. So, but you did have Breda, you did have, uh, uh, Salvin Ahmad, DeAndre no, no. Washington. Thank like, you. DeAndre Washington, yeah. who they picked up and then they used him just as much as Breda. Yeah. Um, you do have all those guys. Do you think that they're going to lighten Gaskin's workload? Because if he doesn't get 15 to 20 carries that he's used to getting, if I'm just looking to make sure I'm correct, 
Yeah. In the last five games, he's probably averaged 15, 16 carries, something like that. If he doesn't get that, I, I don't, you know, he's probably his value drops drastically. Do you think that one of those running backs or, or with Tua now in, do you think that changes the way that they would use Gaskin? Not really. I think if anything, if Tua is back, I almost think he might just get more volume. And I'm not worried about it. I think he's – I don't think any of those backs have been good. I think he's he's been the best of the bunch. And DeAndre Washington's a nobody. That guy's not I good. mean, really, I mean, <laughs> all of them have, you know, they're kind of journeymen. They, they all are, yeah, they pretty not much. not really, you know, planted their flag yeah. in any one team. So, That's why they're all here. Yeah, exactly. All right, here we go. Elvis. Elvis. Um, got a question from Elvis. He says, I picked up J.K. Dobbins. Do you guys – do you think he's the guy in Baltimore from here on out? You know what? I think I think um, it should go that way, but will it go that way? I'm not as confident. I will say that I feel like he showed that he should be the main back there, but yeah, um, I don't have the confidence right now that that's how they'll play it. And he, we'll, we'll wait and see because we're recording this before the Wednesday game, and it, there was talk that he could possibly actually now be active, um, which he wasn't going to be originally. We'll see how that plays out. But after that, you know, honestly, I just don't I, I don't have confidence that it's going to be a, any kind of um, true running back one here on this team. I feel like in every there because there's going to have Ingram after this week, you'll have Edwards. I just don't feel like Dobbins is going to get the majority of the work. I mean, he might he'll, he'll get maybe more of the work. He's not going to get like a large amount to make it. So he's a clear cut number one running back. So I just, I just can't see it yet. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I, I don't see that happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a, I think he's the one to have, but I, I still am under the same impression you are that they're going to cannibalize each other once they're all healthy. So I don't, yep. I don't know if it'll matter. Uh, Dylan asked, they got a trade question here. He said, who wins this trade? It's Christian McCaffrey and Mark Andrews trading away. Christian McCaffrey, Mark Andrews for Aaron Jones, Tyler Lockett, Travis Kelsey. So I, <laughs> I think I want the Jones Lockett Kelsey side at this point, just because I did too. What does, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, McCaffrey, I mean, I just feel like there's lingering injuries here and I just don't know if that's going to change. And is it, but the, the top it off doesn't matter. He's already out week 13 um, for buy. So you're already losing one week at this point of the season, losing a week is a big deal. Yeah. He might come back for the playoffs, but I don't have confidence <laughs> enough in it. And I think the Kelsey over Andrews upgrade is huge. And I don't know your wide receiver situation, but I just don't have the confidence. Maybe it backfires and McCaffrey's back and it's McCaffrey, sure. But I don't know if you want to take that chance at this point. I think you get the sure thing. Yep. Kind of how I'm um, leaning as well. The Kelsey is really the thing that pushed me over the edge because I, I yeah. agree. he is the only sure thing in the tight end world right now. Yep. McCaffrey, yeah, if he's McCaffrey, you win. You win. You automatically win that trade. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You have to already be in the playoffs, right? <laughs> if you you lose them for week thirteen and then you don't make it or whatever, then what's the point? Um, yep. But he's gonna have you know pretty decent matchups: fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Not not the best, but Denver, Green Bay, Washington. I mean, he's he's McCaffrey. He's gonna put up big points. He's only played in three games this week or this year, and is uh, and standard is twenty five, twenty, and twenty seven. I mean, he is. Yeah, he's the closest thing you you have to a fantasy, you know, goat at the you know the last couple of years. So I'm not, 
I, I don't want to say you lost that. It is completely, he stays healthy, you win. He is hobbled for one more game than he should, you lose. All right, M. Dolph has two questions for us. First one is, Seattle defense or Miami defense the rest of the season? Because my championship game is week 17. So I got the schedules up right here. So there's actually, I think, a combination of this in a way. So overall, I like Miami's defense better. I mean, I think you're going to agree with that too, right? Yeah. But Miami, like week 13, they play Cincinnati. Awesome, you're playing Miami, right? But week 14, they play Kansas City. And you don't love that. There's no... You, you, you can't play that. You cannot play the Dolphins against Kansas City, no matter what you do. But if you're looking at Seattle, Seattle plays the Jets that week. So go pick them both up. <laughs> go pick them both up, right? You play that Dolphins week 13. You play Seattle week 14, playing against the Jets. Week 15, Miami gets to play New England, which should be pretty solid. Week, um, week 16, I believe, they play uh, Las Vegas, who look at Atlanta just did to them. I'm going to play them there. Week 17 is interesting. That's where it gets interesting. But Seattle's not the play, I don't think, there either. Because Seattle, well, maybe Seattle is playing San Francisco. San Fran. So maybe that's how you do it. Maybe you go Seattle that week. Unless there's somebody else out there you can pick up like the Patriots who are playing the Jets that final week. And Patriots are about 50% owned right now. So, honestly, if you have this bounce on your bench, I go pick all three of them up. And I've done that before if you're in the playoff run. If you could pick up all three and actually make it work and have them all on your bench, I would do that. And obviously, you drop Seattle, then after week 14, you can use somebody else there. But then play Miami for, what, I said Miami for 13, 15, 16. Seattle for 14, play the Patriots for 17 if they're available. If the Patriots aren't available, Seattle against 49ers, I think I'm okay with that. But I think that's yeah, the- I think uh, the the only question I would have on that, I like Miami's defense a lot better. Yeah. But the only other one that I think we breezed over would be week 15. If you have Seattle and you have Miami. I think that's an interesting one. Washington has been better of late, right? Just they're running the ball out with Antonio Gibson. They're putting up a few points, whatever it may be. They're not really turning the ball over like when they had Haskins. Uh, Seattle plays Washington at Washington in week 15. Um, where Miami is, who are they playing on week 15? Well, let me see this. New England? I think New England. Which yep. one? Uh, see, Which I still, I still feel better about the Dolphins that week. Okay. I still, well, I, I still feel better about the Dolphins that week. Not, not by as much, but I do feel. I just don't feel like the New England offense is any kind of explosive at all. And I feel like Cam's good for a pick or a fumble. Yeah, he has been recently. So, yeah, I, okay. I wanted to put that one out there because yep. Washington. As soon as you see them, your mouth starts watering, and you're like, okay, well, Seattle has Jets and Washington. Well, Giants, Jets, Washington. Can you just you know roll with them and then? pick up someone else for 16, 17, perhaps. I mean, you could, you could go that way too. That's, I mean, that, I'd say that's an option. I wouldn't, I don't feel, I don't, I wouldn't be worried about the Washington matchup. I really wouldn't. It, um, Seattle's not a great defense though. I feel like they just need a really good matchup to be, to play really well. So, but yeah, I, I, that's a very good point. I mean, what is the most points they put up this year? I mean, it was really, it was against Philly, and obviously Philly has been really struggling, or Dallas when they were struggling in week three. Yeah, they see, really they, haven't been. You're, yeah, I guess it's safe, but you're not going to win yeah. off of a defense, right? And a lot of defenses are putting up a lot of points. So I guess in that case, yep. you're, you're correct on saying might as well take the, the gamble on, on Miami because obviously they do have the ability to make those big games happen. All right, one final group of questions here coming from good old brother Coffee Bean. 
He's going to end the show today with a few questions here. First one from Brother Coffee Bean. It was a weekly weekly um, messenger, I'll say that. <laughs> Sends us messages every week, so we appreciate it. First one, should I start Cooper Cup or David Montgomery at Flex for this week? Um, I'll go David Montgomery against the Lions I would too. all day. Yes, yeah, he, he looked great last week. It's a good matchup. I would keep that train rolling. And also there's another possible one that would just be between these two then, Claypool or Cooper Cup. So there you got Claypool going against Washington, Cooper Cup going against Arizona. If you, I mean, Cooper Cup hasn't been amazing all the time, but I'm going to go Cooper Cup actually over Claypool, barely. I don't know. You think you might go the other way here. I would go, I would go Claypool. Cooper Cup has been has been disappointing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I once again I don't like the rhyme or reason of how they use people. It's good for the Rams a lot of times, but um, I think Claypool is just a lot more upside. So I would rather take that. As we've seen the last couple of weeks, I mean, he finds the end zone. And Pittsburgh is on fire. So I will I will trust that one one pass can outscore Cooper Cup if he has a decent you know output anywhere. Uh, next question, he says, should I pick up both Carlos Hyde and Latavius Murray instead of having Kalen Balage and Leonard Fournette? I So Hyde had a lot of volume against Philly, but he wasn't good with it. 15 carries, 22 yards. I definitely want Murray, I think, over, you know, with Eckler's back now, Caleb Balazs is going to be in a battle with Josh Kelly and Eckler, and Fournette hasn't done anything for me. I don't feel great about the Hyde part of it. That's the part. I mean, let's be honest. For you're not starting those guys unless injuries occur, right? So I'm, I'm in my head. I'm kind of trying to think. Balazs, I, I, I could care less if we if we drop him. Really, um, I, I like Latavius Murray. Is kind of. Uh, Kind of sneaky, but I think that he is useful for the reasons we talked about earlier. Um, Hyde and Fournette, both, I mean, they both have their their backup ability, right? I, I think something has to happen to Rojo in order for Fournette to be ever put into your lineup, really. And the same thing happens with, with Hyde. Chris Carson is clearly the number one there, and if he is there, Hyde isn't worth a whole lot. In that saying that, um, Chris Carson has a better chance of going down than Rojo in my mind. I don't know. So I guess if if I'm playing that that scenario out in my head, I'd rather have Hyde, I, Latavius Murray. I think so too. I, I think I'm on board with you there. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think I'm. Yeah, I think I agree. Don't feel great about it, but no, I agree. It's, it's kind of messy logic. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree though. <laughs> um, next up, he says, should I bench Cam Newton for Alex Smith? And not for this upcoming week, Alex Smith plays against Pittsburgh. And yeah, I, I can't do that. You don't want I, any part of that. I, and I still don't think I do it anyway. I think I just play Cam and hope for the rushing touchdowns. You don't love the situation you're in, but I would take the chance. And I can't I mean you can't play him. You can't not play him against uh, Alex Smith against Pittsburgh. That's just asking for trouble. And I mean, Cam's schedule, Chargers, Rams, Dolphins, we think, you know, that could be not as great. Buffalo is not great, but at least for two weeks, I think it's okay. Um, I don't know. I don't feel confident enough in Alex Smith, though. 
I don't think there's a lot of big volume there. But he goes Pittsburgh at San Francisco, Seattle. I don't love it either. I'm going to stick with Cam. Yeah, I would too, even though he was very upsetting last week. But if you look at the weeks before, he, you know, those games have still been better than what Alex Smith has produced. It's very late in the year. I, I like what he's been able to do coming back and, and playing. But they're not a pass-heavy team. They're turning into a much more run-heavy team, right? Antonio yep. Gibson has been kind of lighting it up lately. They're going to continue to do that. And he doesn't have the greatest. Like If he was playing against really bad defenses and you got to see one game of him putting up 20 points or something, maybe I would have that discussion. But right now, I still think it's Cam. Yep. Then final question he has. Um, so he currently has Jonu Smith and Jared Cook also at, at tight end. But he, he has another one who he thinks might be more reliable. So his question is, should I rely on Jonu Smith in the fantasy playoffs or should I basically said, or, or said my only tight end I trust and, re, and it's been reliable has been Robert Tanyan. And I'm going to play Tanyan over Jonu Smith right now at this point. So I think you go Smith or go Tanyan. I don't feel comfortable with Smith right now. I think it is like he says in this, in the thing he says, um, we saw on Sunday, it was the Derrick Henry show. And you know what? I think it's going to be the Derrick Henry show going forward. So I, I put, Jonah Smith to the bench or the waiver wire, and I'm playing Robert Tanyan. Yeah, I would. Um, I think for me, it's probably maybe a little closer than than what Craig is saying. But I I agree. I, I like Robert Tanyan and and what he's doing. I think Aaron is very Aaron Rodgers versus Derrick Henry. Right, it's going to be run first. I think you're absolutely correct in that. I like Jonah Smith, but he's very touchdown dependent. Uh, it's kind of funny. I know that it's. it's because we're talking about Tanyan, I, I can say, yes, I would go with Tanyan. But I'm, I think we're, we're kind of cutting Janu Smith off at the well, – Okay, are we? Because one, one game has been really well, bad. But other than that, I mean – He's been bad. Here we go. I'll, I'll list some games here for you. So this past game, zero catches, zero yards. Last, the week before, four, four catches for 20 yards, he did get a touchdown. The week before that, two catches for 14 yards. The week before that, two catches for 32 yards, got a touchdown. Before that, two for 29 one for nine, one for 13. So he's been bad since week six and got two random touchdowns in there. So, yeah, well, okay. Well, that, very true. But even in week 10, he went two for 14, but he also got a rushing touchdown. I don't count that. They, 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 <laughs> they don't count that. That doesn't they, count. They, they find out. a way to get him the ball, especially in the red zone, which definitely does count for something in the world of tight end, right? He did have three weeks where he did absolutely nothing. And he, has, he has 12 catches in seven games. I don't like that. No, I mean, that is definitely what we do not like. But, you know, and Tanyan has been better. I think, is he the number, he might be the number two tight end. He's the number two tight end right now. It's it. Which, which should tell you enough about how bad tight end has been. Yeah. And he so, just, he's, he gets around five catches for a few weeks. He's not, he's, it's not like he's setting the world on fire either, but. No, no, by any, and let's be honest, the only reason we're like him right now is because each of the last two games, he's caught a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. So it is completely dependent on whether or not they get in the end zone. It's an right ugly now, position. I, I ride the hot hand because you're going against Philly, Detroit, Carolina, and then Tennessee for the, for the playoffs and the remainder of the season. Yep. And I think Janu Smith is a little more shaky. Uh, not to mention in the red zone, they're probably going to keep giving it to Derrick Henry. So yep. I like your rationale, but I just wanted to point that out. Like no one's lighting it on fire. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. So, all right, that'll do it for the mailbag. We'll be back with you guys Sunday night. We'll talk about week 13, final regular season week in fantasy football. Hopefully it's a good one for you. Hopefully I, uh, I come out tomorrow and make it and keep my season alive by scoring 30 points on this for the Steelers defense. It'll be great. 
if that happens, you'll, you will, everyone will know for um, fact that I sold my soul to the devil years ago to make the fancy playoffs every year. So, yes. Yes. Without a doubt. That will, that will prove it once and for all that. Yes, I did do that. So we'll see what happens, but all right, that'll do it. Talk to you guys next time.